Sonnet 68, from Spencer's Amoretti, 1595. Most glorious Lord of life, that on this day didst make thy triumph over death and sin, and having harrowed hell didst bring away captivity, thence captive, us to win. This joyous day, dear Lord, with joy begin, and grant that we, for whom thou didst die, being with thy dear blood clean washed from sin, may live for ever in felicity. And that thy love, we weighing worthily, may likewise love thee for the same again. And for thy sake, that all like dear didst buy, with love may one another entertain. So let us love, dear love, like as we ought. Love is the lesson which the Lord us taught. Gospel according to St. John, the twelfth chapter, the twentieth verse. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, There will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honour. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. After Jesus had said this, he departed and hid from them. Let us love, 
dear love, like as we ought. Jesus said, Now my soul is troubled. We saw yesterday in the story of Jesus' anointing by Mary of Bethany that the heart which has learned love's lesson may be resented. In a similar way, those who love as they ought must expect their soul to be troubled. Our Lord may speak to protect overflowing hearts from the resentful, but to protect them from trouble would be to keep them from himself. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. This trouble of the soul brought about by openness to love, even to love for those who betray us, is unavoidably trouble for the whole person. When John writes that Jesus's psuche was troubled, what we heard translated as soul, he doesn't just mean his mind or spiritual faculty. Nor does he mean some higher part of human life in opposition to a lower, baser part. He means instead the vital principle of life, the animating, the existential. He means the whole person. If we are to be disciples of Christ, we must follow him. He assumed our whole life, took our limitation, our weakness, our fear, and our joy in order to become for us wisdom from God. He let himself be troubled through obedience in love so that God's wisdom might become our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. To love as we ought, we must follow the example of Jesus. If he spoke to protect the overflowing heart from the resentful, so must we. If he remained open in love to those who betrayed, so must we. Now my soul is troubled, for what must we pass through to be disciples? Where must we follow if God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom? How shall we love like as we ought. What troubles the heart is negation. Our human life, indeed all creation, exists to show God's glory. Not to increase his glory, but to show it forth and to communicate it, as one great saint said. What might there be that could add to God's life? What could augment his being? Of necessity, our being, our existence, our life, is less than God's. So much so, in fact, that we might be better to describe our being negatively. We fool no one if we estimate ourselves to be more than we actually are. What is your life, writes St. James? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And here what St. Paul wrote, God chose the things that are not to reduce to nothing things that are. We are the things that are not. The answer to the overestimated life 
is not to cozy up to unreality, to affirm what we think we are, but really are not. The answer to the overestimated life is to turn away from illusion through a series of negations. Why else would God choose we who are not to reduce to nothing the things that are? Now indeed, my soul is troubled, for this will not be easy, nor does it come without sacrifice. So let us love, dear love, like as we ought, not with a love in cahoots with unreality, so that we lose our lives, not constrainedly or with narrow hearts, but having learned love at our Lord's feet and prepared for the trouble it might bring. For where he is, there will his servants be also.